This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On Tuesday evening at One Course Stadium, Mansfield Town's first team coach Andy Garner and senior professionals James Perch and Ollie Hawkins were part of a panel for a fans forum in which myself and Alan Wilson attended along with around 100 or so more supporters. It was a fantastic night with plenty of questions being asked from fans on the floor. And in this special little podcast episode, me and Alan sat down a couple of days later to review some of the questions which were asked and talk about our experiences of the night and have some conversations on the back of what was said on the evening itself. Now, of course, this may not make sense if you've not watched the event. It may not make sense... Um, until you watch the event you know what I'm sort of saying watch the event it's out now in full on mansfieldtown.net forward slash ifollow it's a worthy watch indeed so do take the time to have a little watch of it share your opinions with us on social media if you feel like doing so and sit back and enjoy this little additional Mansfield Matters podcast an evening with a review by Craig and Alan probably not going to be called that in the title though to be fair is it oh well Interesting night on Tuesday night at, at One Course Stadium. As always, a pleasure to be in your company. First of all, before we delve properly into the night itself, what did you what did you make of it? It's one of those events, isn't it, that everybody looks forward to when it comes round, and you know the attendance in the room, I think, spoke volumes. Yeah, it did, and we say that there the, the weren't many empty seats, were they? Although they, they did state that it was a sellout, but you know there were a few empty seats. But on the whole, it was uh, well occupied, and uh, I thought it was a really good evening. Yeah, it's, it's. I know a few people beforehand were disappointed that you know Nigel Clough wasn't going to be in attendance. But yeah, actually, from my perspective, I actually quite liked the fact it was um, more. It, it wasn't Clough because we, yeah. we hear from him every every week. We had two senior players in there who obviously deeply care for the club and uh, Andy Garner as well, who's a very funny character. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to go out for an evening with Garns. <laughs> I bet it's a laugh a minute. 
so would I. I don't think we'd be able to remember much of it at the end. But, uh, <laughs> Probably not. Very, uh, very uh, nice bloke. Came across really, really well. He did. As well. Um, these things are always quite interesting as well because sometimes they are more interview-led by the host. I'm surprised that it, it wasn't more led by Steve-O, to be honest. I thought the first half particularly would be, but it was very quickly into the questions. And people sort of asked me since why didn't you ask a question and I don't know it's not really my thing I, I'm it might surprise a few people but outside the realms of the podcast and working as a journalist I don't really like asking questions I just sort of prefer to sit back and enjoy those but I always get this thing about not necessarily social anxiety but sometimes the questions can be cringe cringeworthy if they're not vetted yeah, before, yeah. beforehand you know where um, you're coming and, from and, and there were certainly a few on the night which sort of made me just have a, a bit of a, a sharp intake of breath. I don't know about yeah. you. I was I was uh, quite surprised that there weren't more, shall I say, serious questions on game matters, you know, mm. i.e. defence, attack, you know, problems that we're having with the last two games, that type of thing. <laughs> it was, a you know, it was mainly a light-hearted evening, weren't it, which was fine. But I just, I was quite surprised that there weren't going to be a few more in-depth questions, shall we say. I wonder if they would have been had it been Clough. Possibly, possibly. But I think they were expecting all sorts. You know, when they were set out, you know, the three, the two players and Garns, I think they were ready for anything by the looks of things because they're having a laugh together and whatever. And they'd obviously been together before and to speak about stuff. So I just thought it was quite a good evening. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, very much so. It's... One of those, isn't it, where you, you can't be prepared for, for what happens. You know, there are ways of and means of trying to do something like that. And you you are damned if you do and damned if you don't. I mean, yeah. my personal preference is to do the first half of an evening like that where it is completely interviewer-led, um, yeah. just to get a bit of more of an insight and do that sort of lightheartedness. And then the second half would be questions from the floor slash questions which have been either emailed in or yeah. put in a box and therefore some form of, of vetting. But I know people aren't a, a fan of that. And I guess with an open floor like that, it can go one of two ways. I am surprised like you that there weren't as many questions uh, over, um, you know, attack, defence, current form, things like that. We've had been to many in the past where they've where there's been question about set pieces oh you don't score enough for set pieces and all that, yeah. all that stuff but on reflection to be honest I think that a few people might have been put off when uh, about asking questions about tactics attacking defending and things like that because you raised a question on behalf of uh, Tim from <laughs> Brazil and, and I, I honestly think... thought Andy Garner at one point was going to jump over the rose and headbutt you I'm not going to lie I was ready to, to, to leave you yeah. mate I think he took it the wrong way, didn't he? I he think did. it, it was basically, I was saying, you know, on behalf of Tim, you know, what we're going to do about, I mean, I'll put the word in frailties because for the last two matches, there has been defensive frailties. I mean, it, would tell, it told us itself that there was eight goals scored in two games. So, you know, there was something amiss, you know, whether it's because they hadn't got player, you know, the Triple H at the back, as we call it, our bottle was injured, you know, they'd got other players out, different style of play, etc. But I wasn't being nasty, I was just asking him what he was doing to counteract that, you know, to stop another four goals going in this Saturday. That's all it was. Yeah. I absolutely, I completely agree. Um, I'm, like you, I, I was a little bit 
uh, baffled by his response. And I actually agree with with using the word frailties because as much as, you know, he can turn around and like he did on the night and, and sort of say, oh, well, you know, well, it's the first time defeat in X amount of games in nearly a year and all, all of that stuff. We've had this fantastic record. It doesn't actually account when you deeply analyse the, the, some of the performances and games we've played this season. We have been cut open by teams. We do regularly play with a centre-forward at centre-half. We do regularly play with square pegs round holes. And I think what Tim's initial question was and what you tried to put over on the night on behalf of Tim was we as supporters want a little bit more analysis into the thinking. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I would have loved to have explored the, the whole topic of we're playing three at the back now with wing backs because a that's what Port Vale did last season and, yeah. and was successful and that's what a number of successful teams are doing now it's the way we wanted to, to fit with it. I wanted more analysis more thought process more of an insight into what makes them tick what makes them make those decisions yeah it might have been you know I might not have got the question across as I wanted it you know or for whatever reason but I'll tell you one thing that would be really interesting to find out this uh, system that they played against Nottingham Forest. Yes, it was. Uh, you know what? Uh, what system was that? You know, I don't. It can't have been a three. It can't have been a five. I'm not so sure. It, it'd be interesting if they do play that Saturday, depending on who, which players are available. Well, my sources uh, from inside the camp tell me that oh. uh, that uh, in goal was uh, Adam Collin. Uh, it was a back four of Jason Law, uh, George Lapsley. George Maris and uh, Stephen Quinn with a uh, holding midfielder of Jordan Bowery. Uh, Lucas Aikens was sort of playing a free role and uh, all around him, it was uh, a lucky dip. I'm joking. Of course I'm joking. I've got no idea. Um, I, I think it might be It might be more of a, we spoke about it on the podcast last, I think it'll be more of a physical side, mm. a little bit like when we went yeah. to Northampton in the second leg yeah. of the playoffs, a little bit more physical to yeah. try and, stop them coming at us because they've been in excellent form lately. Yeah, I'm going to say they've won the last two, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, they're on a real flight. And to be fair, when we played them in the league, it's a very tight game. And if it wasn't for yeah. Bowery's goal, we wouldn't have got anything from it. And I think no. if it wasn't for a, uh, a save from Christy Pym... Um, yeah, which been, was a uh, very good save in the end. Yeah. Plus the fact, you know, if it does end up a draw, we can bring them back to one call. So, you yeah. know, it's everything to play for. Yeah, it's a different kettle of fish, but I would again, I would have liked, like yourself, I'd have liked a lot more insight into um, what was said and, uh, and and how things worked out. It was very much a tease of, you know, you might see it on Saturday, you might not. Just tell yeah. us. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to it's not going to affect things, is it? Really, too much. I know they might be a little bit cautious over um, saying what a tactic is if the opposition yeah. um, scouting team is going to watch or listen or, or whatever. But then also by the same, you know, same stroke of the brush, don't slag the team off that you're going to go and play on Saturday either. No, <laughs> that'll uh, fire them up, not to. Exactly. If you were there managing that, you'd be clipping that up, wouldn't you? And playing that oh, just definitely. before they went out to the pitch. Yeah. Uh, for con for context, by the way, um, for those who are thinking, what on earth are you talking about? The full thing is now available to watch on iFollow Stag. So I strongly recommend you go and have a, a watch of it after you've listened to this. But basically... We were they were talking in the crowd about um, where's the worst place to go in in League Two. Barrow was flagged up. The FA Cup draw with Barrow was flagged up, and there were a few a bit close to the bone for my liking comments about the opposition. It was funny talking to hearing them talk about you know we actually like to rile them up and we like coming off the pitch and their their fans having to go at us and things like that. But it, it went a little bit too far for my liking in a public forum which was being recorded. 
I'm going to say it, 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 it was near knuckle, weren't it? We're near to the bone, you know, and uh, I was quite surprised when uh, James Perch said what he did, mm. you know, about getting the crowd riled up. And But, I mean, if that's, it's similar to when, you know, we've played, well, I don't know, I assume you've played, you know, in for like school games and stuff and you know, yeah. you like to play and you like to get the crowd going and whatever. It's like anywhere, I suppose. But uh, yeah, there are a few Nate Knuckle uh, comments. Yeah, they certainly were. Um, in general, though, there were lots of questions covered. We're not going to go through every single one because A, I didn't write them down and B, go and watch it. Um, yeah. But speaking more broadly, you know, like we've sort of said at the, the top of the show, we the surprise for us was that they didn't go too much into tactics and things like that. And they did sort of uh, touch upon a, a number of different topics. But the main one, which seemed to go on for a while um, towards the end of the first period, where for, 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 for whatever reason, you just could not get that microphone. Um, <laughs> come on to that later. Um, was the, the topic of, uh, of referees. And I yeah. thought that was quite an insightful conversation between the three. Yeah, and I thought uh, it made a good point, uh, James Perch did, when he said about ex-players and why you probably don't see many ex-players. I thought, because mm. we were talking about it before, weren't it? You know, you'd yeah. flag the question up and said, you know, that would be a really good question to ask. And it did get asked or came about from the talk of the referees and whatever. And it was very interesting what he said, you know, about people that uh, would make or he said, like Gorn said, Gorn says he thinks ex-players would make good referees. And it, you know, in theory, it's very, very good. But, you know, it doesn't always work out like that. And like you said, you've got to go through a four-year course to be a ref. So you've got to have a certain, you know, clout, bit of clout up here, you know, to actually get through the course and the fitness. When he mentioned fitness, I was going to mention the David Hunt bit. There's a youth that used to play for uh, Welbeck at cricket. And then he, he now plays for Chesterfield in the Chesterfield League, I think it is. And he's a linesman. And he's yeah, gone. He is. Yeah, I know, David. Yeah. You know, yeah. I say, do you know him? And yeah. he actually lost his fitness. And he's actually been put right down, back down into Counties League, into the National League now. Mm. I saw I saw that on Facebook, you know, what he'd said himself, and he was really upset about it, but he's determined to get it back. But it does happen. It's an interesting thing with referees because, you know, you know David. Um, I know another David who was a, now a retired, and, and you know him as well, Mr. Plower, yeah. right, who I used to work yeah. with at 103. Legend of a guy, by the way. Yes, but he, yes. you know, was a, a regular official um, running the line and fourth official, etc. League One, Championship, uh, some in, in League Two as well for many years. I think he retired at the end of the season before COVID, I think it was. Um, retired yeah, retired then. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people don't realise that these people, these referees, aren't full-time referees. They are doing this as part-time. So Dave, for example, might have a Tuesday night game. Let's say, for argument's sake, he might have had um, Grimsby in League 2. It would finish at 1.03 at lunchtime, drive to Grimsby um, to to do the game, drive back, and then be back in work the following morning. Almost like a a non-league player when, you know, they've got games on on a Tuesday night. Whereas the footballers themselves don't have that. So... Talking about human error like they were in, in the forum makes perfect sense because they've left work early. So they might have a ton of work, which they've then got to catch up on to be able yeah. to do this job. Yeah. They've got the pressure of doing this high level. And it is a high level because it is professional sport, refereeing yeah. a, a professional sport. They've got that. And then whatever else is going on there in, in their lives to contend with 
as well. And actually, as supporters, we don't perhaps see that. But it makes me laugh because you've got professional sportsmen who are on the pitch and that they that is their job being refereed and overlooked by people who aren't full time. And it's yeah. just like the, yeah. the, there's a wrong balance there. Yeah. I'm going to say, I I would assume, I mean, in the Premier League, I would have thought, you know, that is their job in the Premier League referees. I I don't know. I don't know whether that's, you know, that's their job. You know, they they earn enough money or whatever. Once you get to that pinnacle of being a a Premier League referee, you know, I don't know. I should imagine you've made it. But like you say, for people that's down the ladder, you know, they probably, well, we know they have to make their own way there. And all yeah. such as that, like you said, they've got probably got work to do as well. You know, it is a hard job, and a lot of people don't. I know. I mean, I'm just as frustrated as the next man. You know, when you see a decision go, but some of the decisions that do go, you know, they're beyond belief sometimes. You know, and I think that's why what makes people frustrated. You know, like uh, I think it was Paul Beastall said. You know, once they've uh, no, sorry, James Perch ask it. Uh, answering Paul Beastall's question. There was on about when uh, people make a mistake, but, you know, they, they just like brush it off. You know, I haven't made a mistake. You carry on. You do as I do. You know, yeah. if it, if they just say, yeah, well, fair enough, just calm down, calm down a bit, you know, and take it as it is. If I have made a mistake, I'm sorry, we'll carry on. But you never hear that. Like you said, with the players, he says they're just, you know, gesticulating to you all the time. And that's not the way to be. It's not, but I understand why because you know it is yeah. their prof- it is their professional job. It's only yeah. like a man. It's only like a manager in in work saying you've not hit your targets. We need to discuss yeah. it, um, which is which is fair enough. But I wonder whether I, I actually felt, um, and I don't want this to come across as a negative. And apologies if if it does sound like that. But I actually felt that ending the half where they did, I felt we, we maybe missed a little bit there. I, I felt that conversation about referees could have gone on for a while because it was, it was very intriguing to hear, you know, what Garns had to say, what Perchie, what Hawks had to say about whether or not they would become refs. And and I'd have liked to have heard more from their perspective over what could be done. You know, we heard Garns say about it being a four-year course. Well, it got me straight away thinking that, uh, you know, at kid level, uh, say 15, 16, when they go into football, as part of their educational course, they always do, nine times out of ten, some form of sports coaching qualification yeah. in yeah. case they drop out to give them that career path. Yeah. Well, why not? Some why does somebody not streamline a basic yeah. refereeing course and it implemented then from a young level? The amount of you know kids, I'm going to use football and community as a prime example, who are on that CIFA course, who will gain work experience by refereeing, refereeing in loose terms, because yeah. um, it's not a profession, it's not, it's not professional games but refereeing yeah. matches between kids on a Saturday morning it's giving them experience I know one or two um, students that have been in there in the past who have then gone on to referee some under 15s games which yeah. is a competitive level there should be something like that in the sport which is brought in from an ed- educational standpoint I would have really welcomed the opportunity for that discussion to have gone on 10-15 minutes more before a break to find their um, to find their thoughts and ultimately answer the question when you hang up your boots to Perchie and Hawks in particular, would you take up the whistle? Yeah, well, Hawks definitely. That was a definite straight no from Hawks. Perch, from from memory, I'm not sure whether Perch finally answered it or not. But one thing that did interest me about, uh, you know, when Garns was on about marking the referees, 
Mm. You know, did you hear him say when he says the lowest of the low score, we do it just one above there because otherwise you've got loads of writing and whatever. And I mean, if that's happening from Mansfield, it's probably happening from every other club. So the referees aren't actually, you can understand them doing it, but they're not actually getting a full report, a proper report, you know, back to the people that matter. Although the assessor has been in the, I assume there's an assessor at every match. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they will have seen what's happened and, you know, it's up to them, you know, whether they take it any further or not, I suppose. Yeah, and I, I guess it all you know boils down to who, what the level of the assessor is as well. You know, for me, yeah. it needs a whole overlook. And I would have just welcomed that discussion a little bit more. Like, for example, one question I would have asked if I was the interviewer or if I'd have had the opportunity to, I didn't because um, it, it 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 stopped when it did on the night. Yeah, we and, couldn't get the microphone. We couldn't get the microphone. Um, <laughs> Probably a fellow prayer in me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not though. Um, we, I would have asked a question about, you know, what a what are their thoughts on whether or not within their own training games, whether this whether they offer the opportunity to senior players to referee a game. We know so yeah. many times when senior players have their coaching badges that they'll, you know, bring them under their wing and bring them yeah. on as their, part of their coaching team and become player coaches or send them to do bits and bobs with the the youngest setups. Do they offer them the opportunity to ref it? I'm going to say it's a possibility. I've actually done it once. Have you ever refed a match? I've, uh, done it, I've done it once in a Sunday league game. This is quite a few years ago when I had just finished playing Sunday league football. But yeah. There was no other person to do it, so I stepped in. I ran the line once. I ran a, I ran a, a live oh, yeah. in a, a Sunday league. Now that is a nightmare. No, I, I I'd no. never do it again. In fact, at half time, the opposing team asked uh, the team I was doing it for <laughs> to remove me from the line. So, <laughs> dog and duck derby, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, well, I did it. And with 10 minutes, it was a cup match. And with 10 minutes to go, we were winning 2-1. The team that I was, you know, yeah, part of, we're winning 2-1. Yeah, yeah. And with three minutes to go, one of the, their players got upended in the area. And I pointed straight to the spot. Well, my, <laughs> they scored and they ended up 2-2. And I think, if, if memory serves me right, I think they won on penalties. I'm not sure. So, my name were Mud. After that, so I didn't particularly do it again, but it is a very, very thankless task. Yeah, I'd just like to have heard more on whether the you know from a player's perspective of whether they would go on to become a referee, yeah. and if you know the the um, players association, the PFA would support that because the the PFA is ran by ex professional footballers. It is specifically designed to give current footballers and ex-footballers pathways to stay within sport and education and all of that sort of stuff. So why not link up with the Referees Association? I would have liked to have heard more from that. It would be a good idea because you know how the players, once they've finished or, you know, coming to the end, you know, such as Perchie probably, coming to the end of his career, you know, depending on what badges he's got, would it still take him four years because then he's going to be while still keeping fit, I assume, he's yeah. going to be 41. Yeah. Isn't he? And, you know, you've yeah. still got to be a certain level of fitness to actually officiate at these games. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, you know, it's, four years is a long time. 
It is. It's it's almost too long. It's it almost like a put off. And with all the grief and stuff that you get with it, it definitely isn't um, isn't worth it. Um, one thing I think um, we should probably finish on in terms of um, it's gone completely out mad now. I'm trying to remember what <laughs> it was. Something Percy said, and I can't can't quite remember. Yeah, what it is. It's it's gone. Um, no, it's absolutely gone now. No, nope. <laughs> I've lost it. It'll come back to me at some I'm point. I'm going to say, when you've done this podcast, it'll come. I know. I'll wake up at three in the morning and be like, ah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what that, you said. Yeah. It, it was something to do with... Oh, that no, that's it. I've got it. Oh. Um, it was the question of when um, referees are you know, being questioned over the rules and stuff, um, oh. Percy said um, about whether or not... Uh, he actually openly admitted that he doesn't know all of the rules because they're constantly yeah. changing, which is another, yeah, yeah, that's right. another another issue. If you're a player and you don't know all the rules, fair enough. But do you really need to know the rules? Like, who? At what point does that become? You know, they're always changing for the good of the game. But at what point does that un- un- understand? You know, there's always this yeah. perception around the offside rule over understanding what it is. And every week now, I hear people go. When someone's blatantly offside, they're moaning at the line, been moaning the linesman because he's not got his flag up. Well, the ruling is he can't put his flag up until the player has touched the ball. That's right. But you, you how many people that know in that? Premier League, especially. Yeah, you and know, it's on just... sky when he's gone right through, and then right at the last minute, the flag goes up. Yeah, and then it's like rules over like which side of the pitch someone goes off, or whether or not they should yeah. get off the pitch when they've got treatment, or and all of that sort of stuff. It's imagine trying to comprehend that. Yeah. as a player and then take on tactical advice and stuff like that there has to be a balance but also being a referee yeah. knowing this having this encyclopedic knowledge of this rule book on top of everything else it's like i don't know there needs to be a better way of streamlining it and it, i just found it a really really interesting conversation to talk about referees and to have that debate and i think that's exactly what those forums are for if they're not going to be talking about tactical insight like we mentioned earlier something around how to change the game and suggestions i think that's exactly what we talk about on terraces and i think sometimes as fans it's great to hear the insight of people yeah. that are inside the dressing rooms and on the other side of the fence and it, it would probably be a nice idea you know to get a local referee you know somebody obviously he hasn't refed like david Plowright. <laughs> To yeah. come in and give his, his thoughts on things like that, you know, because it might make people just think that little bit more before they start, you know, effing and jeffing about a, a, a referee that's done the in in there. Uh, Who is the ex ref that's from around? Who is the ex ref that's from around here? Is it Russell Booth? That name rings a bell. Yeah, I think there's Russell Booth and there's somebody else. I can't. Ian, somebody. Was it Ian yeah. Dudley? Yeah, somebody that, like that, that used to, always used to knock about with uh, Dave Plowright. Yeah, that that name rings a bell. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's always worth having those uh, discussions and, and things like that. So it was quite insightful. Anything else from you from the night which sort of uh, jumped out that you in, that you enjoyed a particular topic which they they spoke about? Not particularly. It was just you know the whole evening as an event. You know, I just thoroughly enjoyed it, and I thought it was it was quite uh, an eye opener. You know, because Gons was quite willing to talk about other stuff. Wasn't mm. it? You know that you probably thought, you know, maybe not so much that. You know, like as in the referees uh, when he when they uh, put the report in and the re- yeah. you know the the score that they give him. I mean, I never knew that. I knew mm. that they had to give some sort of score or whatever. But if he says, you know, they're going just above there, you know, just to keep it, you know, that you're not sending letters in and whatever. Yeah. It's quite surprising that. 
I also knew, you know, you mentioned about that they had to wait a certain amount of time before they could go and speak to a referee. Right I knew that. Hour, isn't it? Yeah, I knew that because Clough, when I used yeah. to interview Clough at the end of last season, he used to have his, his stopwatch on. Yeah. Down. And <laughs> trust me, when it got to like the last few minutes, yeah. like say five minutes before, he'd hurry me up to finish that interview because he wanted to have two minutes of calm before he went and unleashed. Yeah. He wanted to get his facts right. You can, you can um, understand that though, can't yeah. you? You can yeah. understand it. Yeah, you certainly can. Um, other things that sort of Garns spoke about, there's always that question over ex-players and, and things like that. Somebody asked about um, which players they bring back. I mean, there was yeah. an awkward one about Danny Johnson. We'll come on to that yeah. in a bit. But uh, about <laughs> ex-players... Hawks as best mate. Yeah, there was uh, questions about who you'd uh, bring back. And uh, it's quite interesting that uh, Faz Rawson's probably uh, yeah. looking over his shoulder in Morecambe because he owns Garns 50 quid, off not it? Because he's 50 quid uh, heavier in his pocket <laughs> than Garns is. Yeah. I, I yeah. like the thought on Perks, though, about Corey O'Keefe. He was quite personal about him, weren't he? You know, saying he was a nice chap and also a damn good player. He'd fit so well into our he would. Uh, current, he current really formation would. as well. And yeah. he'd give us balance both on the left-hand side, which we're crying out for, and competition yeah. down the right as well. So, yeah, I, I could, under, I could uh, understand that and I could yeah. certainly uh, see that. And he was quite that. candid about it, weren't he? You know, when there was yeah. that, just, I thought that was a steady question, that. You know. That's that's one of those questions which would usually get vetted. And again, I don't mean this to sound um, nasty in any way or disrespectful, but you could see there was a few grimaces on the faces when the question was asked over yeah. Johnson and players you bring back because it's it's not and it's not really something which you spoke about a lot in football. And nine times out of ten, you you know there are internal matters which uh, are yeah. relevant um, to that and. You could, you know, all you got to do is watch the video when the question's asked about Danny Johnson. Um, yeah. Garns goes, <laughs> Perchy. Perchy goes, Hawks. Hawks goes, Garns. And well, at least no Hawks one can answer it. Truthful, weren't he? Because he said, you know, he's a friend of the family. We get on together. We've been, I think he didn't say they'd been on holiday together as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's that's fair play to Hawks for saying that. And I mean, it's just because he doesn't fit in with Nigel and Garns' plans, it don't mean to say, you know, he can't be friends with other people. Yeah, exactly. That's the, you know, it's the nature of football. That's I it. found uh, Andy Garner's uh, answer quite uh, interesting. I mean, it didn't go down too well in, in the room, but I actually uh, quite liked him as a player anyway. Um, mm. He said Jamie Reid, didn't he? The, the yes. question was, yeah, who, who out of the players that have left in the last couple of years in your tenure would you would you yeah. bring back? And his was Jamie Reid. Yeah, and he said he was an honest lad. He always gave 110%. And I mean, he always tried hard. And, you know, for whatever reason, he didn't score many goals like he did, <laughs> you know, when he played for Torquay because he hit him back at net regular there, weren't he? Mm. Well, it, but, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Similar situations in football. You move to a different area. Yeah. Sometimes you don't settle. And I think a lot of the time what you don't realise in Jamie Reid's era um, was it was COVID. So you couldn't do as much, you know, you literally trained, went home and, and isolated and, and that yeah. was it. And imagine imagine moving yourself miles and miles from home to, exactly. to do that. It's, it's not the easiest thing to do and people forget that a lot about football. Um, and it, <coughs> go on. It all, it all depends who the team that you're playing with, you know, who you've played with before. You mm. might click with a certain player who keeps feeding you the ball for you to run onto and put the ball in onion bag. Whereas, you know, you come to another club and they play yes. a different style, and it's not so easy. You know, well, look, you can't be a fox in the box. 
yeah, prime example there is is, is Danny Rose under yeah. Evans flourished here. Um, didn't do so well under Flitcroft because of, of what happened. Uh, then, you know, gets a move elsewhere. Doesn't quite fit in at Northampton. Signs up with, with Stevenage under Evans yeah. again. And now he's, he's banging them in for, for fun. Yeah, I'm again. I think it said on League Two Roundup the other day that it was that was his seventh goal of the season. Yeah, like Matt Green for us. His first yeah. spell, terrific under Paul Cox. His second spell un, un, under Muzz. Not as prolific, still no. contributed, but not as prolific. Not the Matt Green we knew, and then obviously under Evans, it, it didn't work at all. And no. there are certain reasons and certain factors for it. And um, let's go back to some more of the points which were raised um, on the night. And so we've discussed referees at length. We've we've spoken about ex players. There were a few funny stories uh, about them being on the bus. I, I really quite enjoyed the yeah. uh, uh, the quiz reference and the, uh, the 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 playing cards. And it seems like they have a very nice. Um, jolly, jovial atmosphere uh, between them all, and uh, I just found it hilarious uh, that the little story about Hawks costing uh, Garn some serious money on the quiz. <laughs> yeah, because he, he said, you know, he thought it, it like ninety percent sure of this answer, and he said, "Well, I thought it was," <laughs> and obviously God says, "Are you sure?" And he also said about you know sometimes Nigel meets them halfway or yeah. you know quarter away, he jumps on then, which was uh, you know with. I suppose with travelling expenses and everything else, it it makes uh, it's it's purposely done in that way. But you yeah. know, you'd have thought that have all gone together. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's the logistics again. That's right. Even, evenings like that, I'd love to hear more about the logistics. Does that make me sad? Does that make me a geek? No, I don't know. Everybody's different, Craig, aren't we? We're all different. We all like different things. And you might like certain things, you know, like you said, you know, the logistics and whatever. Some other people might like questions about ex-players. And that's the whole point of it. But it, it you know, it's it's the whole thing, isn't it? I like the quiz bit at the end as well. Mm. You know, when they're firing questions at him and then somebody from the audience takes them on as well. It's so it's the whole ensemble that I just really enjoy it. Yeah, James Perch, by the way, absolute legend for for that. He uh, drew the yes, quiz, and uh, therefore the prize wasn't given to the audience member. And Perch, he paid out of his own pocket to uh, to do that. And I think Hawks did a similar thing as well for yeah, one of the did, prizes. Which so. was good. Because I nearly, before I asked the last question about the 50, well, I better be quiet because, I mean, people haven't seen it. But I was going to say to Garns, can I have your training top? Because <laughs> it's about my size, Garns is. Yeah, there you go. Well, maybe you'll, you'll collar him on a match day. I'm sure he would for yeah, a legend like yourself. You lots, of, lots of great questions asked on the night. You know, um, some did focus on, on the games themselves. There was a little bit of discussion about tactics and, and various other bits as well, but it was just a generically nice insight into um, to, to what goes on and to how things play about in, in the camp and sort of going forward. There was a bit of discussion from Ollie Hawkins as well about his um, position. And again, I, I found it quite interesting to listen to that and get his perspective on it because we've been saying, or certainly I've been saying on, on the podcast for you know a while now, especially this season, we need to look at him as a defender and not as a striker. And he was asked about that, wasn't he, about what his yeah. uh, w- his view was on it. And you've got to stand up and applaud. He's refreshing, open, That's open right. and honesty. He gave a good answer, didn't he? You know, and it, it made sense. Exactly everything that he said made sense. And you could understand why he said it, mm. which was good. And another thing that uh, it didn't surprise me, but, you know, I was... What's the word I'm at? I can't think of the word I'm after, but when they came on, they was all at ease. 
There was yeah, no, very you know, relaxed. They didn't, yeah, they didn't look, you know, oh, now then, what questions we're going to get? You know, they, they just took it for what it was, all three of them. And I applaud, uh, you know, I'd like to applaud them for that because it was really nice to see. They're all at ease and they're all quite happy to be there. Mm. I think James Perch might have uh, su- surprised a few with his answer on what his favourite uh, moment was, his, his career moment in terms of captain in Mansfield yeah. at Wembley. But, you know, I think that shows a lot about him yeah. um, as, as a person. You can tell how much passion he's got for the club, um, things like that. I'd have potentially liked to uh, spoken to him a little bit more about his injury and the psychological uh, element around that. But I think sometimes that actually leaves scope for, you know, potential future events. We've said it time after time on the podcast and we'd always be open uh, to doing it, to hosting these kind of things and and getting that insight. I'd love to have a sit down with um, Perch, maybe the club doctor and the the medical staff as well to talk about how football in the modern day progresses. Because, you know, we talk a lot about our fitness and injuries and, and colds and stuff. I'd love to know a little bit more about the process and understand it. I think nights like that are exactly what they're for. But the problem is when it's an open floor, like it was on Tuesday, things very easily go off on, on a tangent. You know, you had yeah. one question about referees and we're there for half an no, hour discussing it. it. Yeah. It, and, and it did, you know, some of it did go a little bit like that. But mm. I mean, that's what it just, it, I suppose that's what happens unless you've got somebody like you do say interviewing and just, being certain with the questions and whatever. But it was also interesting about when there was asked about the favourite players, actually mm. from the same, you know, from the same club. And I like what Hawke uh, said about Elliot Hewitt, because Garns was having a laugh about it in the end. But in yeah. the end, if you heard Garns, he says, yeah, fair play. He has, he has been, you know, like uh, one of our consistent players. And proving that, you know, he's got player of the month, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Because of his consistent uh, displays. Yeah. Uh, by the way, can we just have a moment of appreciation for uh, Garns's scrutiny on Ollie Hawkins's recent performance and throwing him <laughs> under the bus a few times? I thought that was a genius managerial coaching move. To be fair, because he he was the, he got the crowd on side. People were yeah. laughing. Hawks were going, "Oh, he's slaughtering me again!" But it, it was just the bond between the three of them was yeah. was very good. It was, and you know, when they were talking about the songs that they play, all the little insights that you, you know, and he was quite happy because uh, it got the song from last year. You know, the walking in Memphis. It was because it was one of him that one of his that he picked, which yeah. was good. And he didn't like Perch's tunes, did he? Because the I think it's I think it was Hawks's tunes. I think. Oh, Hawks's was the yeah. rap, was it? I thought yeah. that was Perch's. No, I think it was uh, Hawks. I, don't, I think purchase tasty music would probably be all right, but then, then again, no idea. So, yeah, well, everybody's, I mean, look at everyone's their own. We laughed that time yeah. when uh, the players made the, the the CD that we play. The players were asking uh, us to do one, and there was a Carpenters song came on, and everybody right. looked around and thinking, Who's done that? And do you know who it was? Go on. Corey O'Keefe. Really? Wow. Corey O'Keefe I... came up with the Carpenters tune. Well, yeah. I think we need to do that again. I think they need to do that again. The players need to pick one for uh, an album because then, you know, the club can put it on Spotify, make a playlist and nice little bit of social media engagement here. There you mm. go. Uh, so if that happens, you know where that idea originated from. Ching-ching. <laughs> um, 
other than that, though, it was a great night. Well done to Steve-O and all the team for pulling it together. I know it was uh, done in a couple of weeks and to the SSA as well for supporting the event. Yeah. Uh, really fantastic night. We do want more of them. There'll be one with Nigel Clough uh, February time, which is and David Sharp as well, which is yeah. safe because of uh, when it is. It's after the transfer window and, and things like that as well. I think um, we do for one with uh, John and Carolyn as well. They don't seem to have done one for a while. Bit difficult though, isn't it? Bit well, of a commute. It is, yeah, from where they are and what, yeah. yeah, logistically. But uh, you know, if we can uh, get something sorted, you know, because I do enjoy them as well. I've been to one or two of them. I think and a Mansfield, they... Ma- Mansfield Matters one with John and Carolyn would be very, oh. very good, wouldn't it? Quality. Just sowing the seed. Always open to it. Always open to it. Um, yes. Why would you encourage people to go and watch it? It's out in full now on mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Uh, well worth a view. Really good content on the night. Some really good discussions. Why would you encourage people to go on and, and have a view? Yeah, because it was <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable. If you support Mansfield Town, you know, it's only the it's the only place to be. Listen to two proper football professional footballers and the assistant coach telling you how it is yeah it's as simple as that and at some point alan does get to ask a couple of questions well worth <laughs> well worth the wait do you want to fill people do you want to fill people in on, on the little in joke before we uh before we, we finish you just couldn't get hold of the microphone could you no well steve o kept saying you know uh, hands up people who want to ask questions so i kept putting my hands up and then it, it was like picking people before the uh, before us at the front, which were fair comment because it was easier to pass them out. But Stuart must have been <laughs> in a right to it. He kept God coming over, it. didn't he? Say, I will get the microphone to you, I promise. But obviously, it was in the second half, which is fine. Yeah, God bless him. And yeah, I asked a couple of questions, didn't you? Asked the question on behalf of Tim and asked a couple yeah. of questions of your own, didn't you? Yeah, that's it. I just, well, like I say, I won't, I won't say that because if people haven't watched it, you know, it did spoil it. Yeah. But I thought it, I thought it was a good one, a little tongue-in-cheek one task. But God said they thought I would pay it. <laughs> I don't think so, God. Not a chance, not a chance. No. Uh, Alan, as always, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate catching up. And it was a great night as well. It was good to spend time in your company. It was. Uh, the powers out that be that are out there, if you want more of these things, you know, us as a podcast we've got the forum to do it we'd love to be able to uh to host a few more maybe on a match day maybe do something with hospitality and uh invite some ex-players and club legends down you know we have got a very special anniversary to mark at the end of this season too don't we alan we do we do i think we can all remember coming back into the uh proper league two as it was from that nasty national league place what was it when we went there was it the blue square blue square bet premier it oh was. wow, blue square bet, and now has it gone to the? I think it's is it still the Vanarama? Yeah, it's Vanarama National it? League now. Oh no, no, we don't want to be there again. Dilly dilly, dilly dilly, definitely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's out now on iFollow. Thanks. Go and have a little uh, watch and listen to it um, if you want. Really good content, great night. Well done to everybody involved. Thanks so much as always for having a little listen to extra Manchester Matters podcast. We'll see you again on Sunday as we reflect on all things. Barrow and look ahead to Bradford on uh, Tuesday night to rearrange the game of course at Wonkin Stadium. Plenty of stuff to talk about in between as well. So make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at MTFT Matters uh, to find out when we're next to you live and get those notifications on. For now though, we'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Goodbye. Goodbye.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.